Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome to All You Need to Know, episode 137. DJ Pig is not here, so everyone can celebrate. Isaac is filling in for him. Isaac, how are you doing today? I'm doing uh, spectacular. And you know what? I said Thank that about I said that about DJ. I didn't mean that, but it, it has been a meme. I don't know if you've uh, st- stayed up to date on some of the most recent episodes, but we have, or at least I have given DJ more of a hard time. And I'm not doing it out of hate. I'm doing it out of love, right? I'm trying to encourage him to improve his ways on the podcast, and he's getting a it's lot. It's a better. little bit of professional motivation. Yes, the looming threat that he c- is replaceable. Yes. So, and you intend to do so? I do not actually. Yes. Uh, now it's because it's mainly because of the T-shirts that we have on our on our uh, storefront. It would be tough to kind of rebrand uh, to try to bring someone else in. So DJ and I are in it for the long haul. Excuse me, long haul. But I appreciate that you said something about a long haul. We're in it for the long haul. You know, well, I, I, I know that that's not as a popular phrase as we're in it for the long haul, but that's why I kind of jumbled up there. I got confused, but uh, we're in it for the long haul and the long haul. So that's something that you don't hear from a lot of people. But thank you for always filling in whenever we need you, because it seems like you're always there. Uh, you're kind of like uh, insurance, right? You don't really like it, but whenever you do need it, it's there. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not sure I, that's how I would describe my, my, uh, okay, you know, my, my, my presence here. But uh, I think I it was a compliment that you were just saying there. It was a backhanded compliment. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard heard of that. But let me ask you a question. We at AYN2K. This is a this is the 137th episode, right? Made history with the poll this week. I, I'm sure you happened to stumble across the poll. We had a tie up at the top, and usually we, really? throw, we throw three out, right? We throw three topics, and we say, hey, what, what does the audience want to hear? What do our right. dedicated and devoted listeners want to hear DJ and I talk about this week? And they simply right. could not decide. It was a tie. And so instead of picking one or the other, we're doing both. And I feel like people are going to say, what? Yeah. Can they do yeah, yeah. that? We are definitely well, they doing can. it. They can because I would say 33% of the time you will pick the top rated one. 33% of the time you won't even do a poll and you'll say we're going to talk about this. And then the other 33% you'll do the poll and then just pick something anyway regardless of the outcome. That's fair. That's that's a fair assumption. That's um, happened a couple times. Yes, you you are definitely correct with that, but this week we really wanted to make sure that the fans were with us, right? And so I think the fans of the show are going to have a lot of note-taking. They're going to have a lot of discussion after this episode because there's literally going to be so much going on. Now, before we get into it, I want to just go ahead and describe to the people how we're going to do this because we were trying to figure out, do we just talk about both at the same time? Do we divide up the first half and the second half of the episode? We actually found out that the most efficient way to do it would be, uh, we, we set a random timer, right? So there will be like cartoon noises that pop up throughout the episode and that will signal Isaac and I to switch over to the other topic. So we'll be talking about the first topic and then maybe you'll hear a car horn or something like that and then we will immediately switch over to the next one. So I think... 
Editor, editor, go ahead and throw in an example. So just so the audience knows, go ahead and throw one in here right and now. Yep. Okay. So okay. That, so that noise right there, that right there is just an example of something that you might hear to signal the, the topic switch. Uh, but before we dive in, which we need to get to very soon, Isaac, can you kind of help the audience kind of no you can't okay so we won't do that today what we usually do is we take a topic we talk about 95 percent, and then the last five percent is for the audience that's the short version right uh dj yeah. <laughs> dj usually offers a metaphor that kind of clears it up uh it's it's usually very enlight enlightening but uh, isaac said hey i don't want to do that and that's perfectly fine he doesn't i always to. come up with the best metaphors and i kind of feel bad about showing you guys up Oh. I feel as if I it's you know out of place for me to perform so much better. So you know, it's I out of all, it's it's out of respect that you're choosing not to comply. With that's the exactly how I would put it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. We really do. Uh, and and I think let's go ahead and cut this intro right and let's get into the topic because there is a lot. Definitely, we always say there's a lot to get to, but there is a ton to get to today there's so, at least two things to get to today. there are at least two things to get to today so why not go ahead and get going this is episode 137 today's topics hummingbirds and tv dinners okay so okay so all right, so you just repeated what I said. That's fine. What we're going to do is we'll start talking about hummingbirds. And like we told you before the topic transition, there will be some sort of random cartoon noise. We'll hear it and we'll say, okay, it's time to switch. We don't know when it will pop up. So it could be we could talk about one topic for 30 seconds and then we switch. We could talk about one topic for seven minutes and then we switch. We don't know what's going to happen. We are at the mercy of the randomized cartoon noise timer today and i think it's going to be exciting it's going to keep us on our toes but let's go ahead and start these are both very interesting topics right are you sure uh i would like to think so i think some people might see this and say wow ay and 2k is selling out they they are they're running really out of scraping the bottom yeah, of the barrel they're running out of ideas but i can't tell right. you uh I, I i it's hard to pick something that is more intriguing than hummingbirds now, TV dinners, I, uh, that's that's a stretch, right? But hummingbirds are fascinating, and I want to go ahead and start with them, okay? So what we're going to do, okay. we're going to talk a little bit about hummingbirds, and then when we hear that cartoon noise, we'll switch over to TV dinners. So let's go ahead and get going. Um, let me go ahead and tell you. Start us off, why don't you? Hummingbirds are the smallest migrating bird of the species. They don't migrate in flocks like other species of birds, and they typically travel alone for up to 500 miles at a time. How about that? So they are literally traveling. Well, I was going to make a make a reference to like I'm a traveling man, except they're a bird. So, uh, and and they're just so gosh darn cute, too. I mean, have you ever seen a hummingbird? Yes, I have uh, seen hummingbirds before. I didn't know that they migrate. That is an interesting fact. And they travel... Albeit a little bit unbelievable. And they're rolling alone, too. They're not traveling in a, in a flock of hummingbirds, which would be adorable, right? Because you would just think that they're all friends and they're gossiping as they fly easy, around. Easy prey, you know? Easy prey for, uh, you know, uh, prey birds. And this... Predator birds, rather. And this top... Or at least this fact that I'm about to spit out might not be super surprising, but the name hummingbird comes from the humming noise that their wings make as they 
uh, fly around because that, because the flapping of the wings is so fast that it of course right. makes that humming noise. So uh, let me go ahead and try to do my best hummingbird impersonation with the microphone right here. You can go ahead and tell me how good this is, okay? So that's what a hummingbird would sound like, right? Would would you have you ever seen a hummingbird? Yes. Oh, I uh, my my parents have hummingbird. Have you ever heard one? My, yes, my parents have hummingbird feeders. Uh, multiple. So we we are definitely big fans of. Hum- oh, there's the noise. There's the noise. So all right. So we're talking about TV dinners now. Uh, the original TV dinner debuted in 1954 by. That Swanson. was such a rapid. I just want to be. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. This that that's how fast the. It the kicks, transition is supposed in. to it be. Kicks in. Yes, you're so, supposed to. You're just supposed to trash the thought. Yes. All right. So listen, we are on a time crunch here because I these are randomized alarms, right? But we have to get through every single piece of information that we have here in the outline. So TV dinners. The original TV dinner debuted in 1954 by Swanson Meals. It was shortly after Swanson Meals. Yes. It was shortly after TVs became commonplace in the home, which was around. Uh, it was the late 40s, early 50s, whenever. Uh, the TV was finally making its way into the modern family home. So that's really interesting, right? Because we, for a couple of years, had TVs, and we were, and all of a sudden we were like, gosh, I wish I could eat in front of this. And then someone went out and made that happen, apparently Swanson Meals. Right. It was legally not allowed to eat in front of your TV. Now, what's, what is a TV, a TV dinner? What is a TV dinner? Can you tell the people? I can tell you, Quinn, because guess what? I was talking to my father. Today, the day of this recording, and he was talking to me about TV dinners. Uh, how about that, huh? Unreal. You know what he told me? What's that? He told me it was whenever he was a young lad, you could almost even consider them treats. You know, like uh, like you got a TV dinner, you were excited. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he said uh, they were like, uh, like you might get in a school cafeteria tray, how they're partitioned off. Yes. He said it was like that uh, in tin foil. You know, you heat it up. Um, in a microwave, and then you, and then the you, well, I'm not sure about that. If you would heat up that aluminum foil in the microwave, sure, but uh, that was kind of the idea. Um, and that's really was, interesting. Was, uh, that you know, I, what what would you relate to that uh, in modern day? A TV, seeing that we don't really have TV dinners. A so TV much. dinner. Well, I think now, uh, whenever you're walking through the grocery, you would be in the frozen meal section or the single meal section. Uh, so maybe like a a lean cuisine, or I know I used to. Oh, I used to just devour those kid cuisines with the little penguin on the box. Oh, I loved it. You got some little dino chicken nuggets. Those were the best. So that's what I associate with a TV dinner is just something that's really quick. You microwave it, and then, you know, it's it comes in, like you said, a little tray, and it's partitioned with all the different – you've got some chicky nuggies, and you've got some green beans, and maybe like a little brownie or something. It's all in those different areas. So that's how, that's what I associate with a TV dinner. I don't know about you. Right. I mean, I have to say, I don't really buy much of those. And if I do watch TV while I eat, it's usually off like something like I'm ordering a pizza. Oh, or something like that. did you hear that? Did I you did hear, hear that? it. I heard it because it's it's alive. It's a live feed and yes. it's not added in in post. No, definitely not. So listen to this. Hummingbirds are the only birds that can fly backwards. I mean, that's I unreal, that. right? I think penguins can fly backwards, actually. Not a chance penguins can fly backwards. They can barely even fly. What makes you think they can fly backwards? 
I mean, haven't you ever seen them walk backwards while they're flapping their wings? But that doesn't count. They can't put it in reverse. Ostrich? The, the only bird that can put it in reverse, Terry, is the hummingbird, right? Because they can they can go forwards, backwards. They can hover. They can go up and down. It's an unbelievable feat of, I, I, I wouldn't even know. You would you would say technology? Can, could someone even make a hummingbird? Could a scientist get in a lab and make a hummingbird? No. It's it's an unbelievable species. And I, and I feel like... It is. It, they are underrated. You don't hear a lot about I hummingbirds. I feel like you're. I feel like you're. You're. Uh, you know, suspiciously passionate about your love for hummingbirds. Listen, they're. I. I think that they're cute. I wish that they were bigger, and I wish that they weren't so timid whenever it came to being around humans. Because I would love to maybe pet one. I think it'd be awesome. But I remember the Parks and Rec episode. Uh, Leslie Nope thought that hummingbirds were really cute because they drink sugar water and their hearts beat really fast. That's that's just, I was like, you know what? That's true. All they do is they drink sugar water, and I think that that's awesome. Uh, let me go ahead and... Where do they find sugar water in the wild, Quinn? I think that it can be substituted for nectar, right? So they could go up to a nectar flower. Nectar of what? They could go up... You ever seen nectar in a flower before? Well, let me go ahead and get to this. I, I would love to answer that question because, of course, I could, but let me go ahead and get to this next piece of information, okay? okay. Hummingbirds... Right. We'll, we'll put it on the back. Hummingbirds have no sense of smell, okay? While they can't sniff out feeders... They have excellent color vision. Some birds, like the ruby-throated hummingbird, I'm sure you're familiar with the ruby-throated hummingbird, they prefer orange or red flowers, okay? And despite this, uh, people warn, the hummingbird fanatics warn, that you should not uh, dye the nectar that that you were putting out for the hummingbirds because it could harm them. Instead, uh, just go ahead and plant natural red or orange flowers or use feeders that have red coloring in their structure. That, apparently, they really like red and orange colors. So hummingbirds are very specific, but it's unreal. Can you? How can you wrap your mind around the fact that hummingbirds don't have a sense of smell? I don't know any bird that has a sense of smell. They are birds. I see. I, I guess that's I a decent point. I think about birds, and I don't think about their nostrils very much. I guess I don't either, but whenever you see that as a fact presented to you, you're like, okay, that's kind of crazy. I mean, I guess so. I feel like these uh, hummingbird facts are mm, a little bit shady. I'm not sure uh, where you it's pull like, these off of. It's, it's like very if reputable. humans just walked around and they liked, uh, I don't know, the color red, right? So th- or let's say we liked the colors red and yellow and we didn't have a sense of smell. All these people would just be wandering up to McDonald's all the time because it's just the colors that they associate with food, I guess. So I think that's something similar to hummingbirds. And that's the noise right there. I kind of I kind of felt that one coming on, didn't you? I kind of felt like we had yeah. talking about that. And Right, it was almost conveniently as soon as we had wrapped up that particular thought. I, I don't think it was convenient. I just think it was well constructed by us as far as getting through that topic. So let me go ahead and uh, talk to you about TV dinners again, Isaac. Um, the best thing I would say about TV dinners is it cuts down on the conversation that you usually have to have with your family. Oh my gosh. Is that what we're, is that what we've come to, Quinn? It's a TV is dinner that what fun we've come fact. To? You don't want to, you don't want to spend time with your family. Are you no, trying no. to destroy oh, the okay. American family? So, the American dream? So I think that you misunderstood me. I'm saying this as a generalization, right? I'm saying that this is often why TV dinners are more popular than just, hey, let's all get together and, and barbecue or something like that. It's just like throw your meal in whenever you want and sit down in front of the TV and watch SpongeBob, you know? Like that. it's just simple as that. And so that's, I think, 
it can be a pro or it can be a con. It depends on the type of person that you are. Um, and let me ask you another question. Can you eat a TV dinner and not watch TV? I'm sure you could. But then is it just uh, a dinner? Maybe. Well, no, because I believe the TV, the TV portion is to describe the convenience uh, of that meal and not so much the, what you're supposed to do while oh. eating the meal. You know, I guess I guess that has some. Your argument has some legs there, but I really do think that it was like, hey, we all want to watch the television more. Why doesn't someone make something that allows us to do that while we eat dinner as a family? And I feel like that's well, that's why it was kind of, I guess, right birthed as, as but an idea. But I, I've I've watched TV with a full plate of food. I've even watched TV with cereal bowls before. So yeah, you so know? you're saying I don't I don't think dinner. I just think it's. Right, it's just the convenience. That's all it is. It's just convenience. And, and the thing that I think about, oh gosh, the sound got me there. I was about to, I was about to just go on a, a huge rant about TV dinners, and I can't because now we have to move back to hummingbirds. That's a little frustrating, but we have to obey the random timer, right? So we're not going to oh, get upset. Shame. We're going to talk about hummingbirds. Their hearts. All right. So if anyone's confused, we're talking about hummingbirds now. Their hearts can beat as fast as 1,200 beats per minute, which is, uh, I think, the rate that was measured in the blue-throated hummingbird. So we talked about the ruby-throated hummingbird. This is the blue-throated uh, hummingbird. So just make make sure to, if you're taking notes, to kind of uh, jot that down. Uh, it's a little bit different. Um, <laughs> right, right. And their hearts can also beat as slow as 50 to 180 beats per minute on a cold night when they experience a hibernation-like state. So uh, I guess that's why you don't see them buzzing around uh, at night because um, I, you know they, they have to go into this hibernation like state uh, and I guess maintain a, a proper heartbeat um, but I, what I was just thinking about Isaac is they must burn a ton of calories maybe that's why they can consume so much sugar and not get fat because I've never seen a chunky hummingbird have you I guess that's true I guess I really haven't thought about that you're I have to say you're coming up with a lot of words and a lot of ideas that really have never popped into my head before. Well, that's perfect. You know, I appreciate you saying that because I'm hoping that that's what the audience is saying as well. I hope they're in their car on their commute or maybe they're walking down the street and they're like, wow, I had no idea a hummingbird's heart beat 1,200 times per minute and they went into a hibernation-like state and they aren't chunky. Right. That I was thinking more along the lines of people are thinking to themselves, I guess I've never thought about a fat hummingbird. But how good of a visual is that? Like, I feel like that's that is straight out of exceptional. a straight out of I would a love to see something like that. To where this, oh, yeah. this hummingbird, can, you know, he's got a lot he's of sass. struggling to keep himself in the air. Yeah, and maybe he has like a little toy helicopter that he flies and he sits in at the same time because he can't fly himself. I think that's something that we need to write down and possibly see if we can monetize that, off that. Maybe put an AYN2K mascot and it's a fat hummingbird. I think we really need to look into that. Let me go ahead and continue on the hummingbird <laughs> side of things. Katy Perry has a song called Hummingbird Heartbeat, and John Mayer has a song called Hummingbird. How about that? So humming John Mayer? Hummingbirds are so Who? popular in pop culture that they have songs written after them. Have you ever heard a, have you ever heard a, uh, a song about a swallow? I don't know about John Mayer. He, well, I can go ahead and tell you that he has a song called Hummingbird, okay? Have you ever heard John Mayer sounds like the type of guy where if you go to his concerts, you could pay someone $20 and they'll just escort you out of the concert for for $20. I'm not sure what you're getting at there, but 
Uh, we'll just. I go feel ahead like and... if you went to a John Mayer concert. Oh, did you, you hear? Could... Did you hear that? Did you hear that? There's the cartoon. That's unfortunate. Noise, I could have. I could have done back. that for a few more minutes. We're moving back to TV dinners. Which is your favorite? Because uh, we talked about the Swanson meals, right? But we we kind of we kind of touched on different brands. What is your favorite type of TV dinner? Like a single meal that you can microwave. You- I think that TV dinners are no longer around. I think that they're not called TV dinners. Things like Lunchables and Lean Cuisines and things of that nature. I don't think they're much considered TV dinners. I love a um, good Lean Cuisine, dude. I don't know if I agree with that, but I don't know if they can be considered TV dinners. If I had to say what's my favorite food to eat while watching TV, I'd say that's more of a of a appropriate question. That's not what and we're talking about, though. We're talking about then I would have, to, and then I would have to follow it up with with a with a full uh, steak and lobster tail with potatoes. But would you eat that steak and lobster tail with potatoes if it was a frozen, on the couch packaged meal? Maybe not, but. TV dinner, the were hey, listen, did you do your research on TV dinner? Did we have do we have the definition of listen, TV dinner on hand? There is a lot to get to. We still have a ton of information to get to, so we can't just sit here and lollygag on the on one. Listen, top. you're adding all these rules about frozen and trays and this and I was that. just simply asking, I feel like most people, if they thought of a TV dinner, it would be frozen, they get it out, they throw it in the microwave for five minutes, and then they eat it in front of the TV. That's what I was imagining. Well, I, that's what I was envisioning. If that is the case, if that's the case, then I haven't had a TV dinner since I was in probably maybe middle school. Which I feel like, uh, maybe whenever they first came out, it was, you know, uh, the, all the craze, right? Oh, I got. Are you guys getting TV dinners from uh, from Sam's grocery store up there on the street? People were having conversations about it. Now it's just like, a, oh, I'm not gonna cook tonight. I guess I'll have a TV dinner. I feel like it's kind of <laughs> right. lost its uh, its pizzazz, right? So, I, 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 oh, and all right. So let's move on to hummingbirds, right? We're back to hummingbirds. Uh, let's see where we are here. Uh, their tiny legs are only used for perching and moving sideways while they are perched. They can't walk or hop. Wow. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So their legs are basically just useless. Like a, bit, uh, like a toothpick. Yes, they are as they useful as a toothpick. Them. I hate toothpicks. And so that's a very good <laughs> way to describe hummingbird legs is they do nothing, right? So that's fascinating because, again, I feel like these facts are like, wait, is that true? But then the more you think about it, I've never seen a hummingbird hop or walk on the ground. I've never seen a hummingbird not in the air. Which, I mean, if you could flap your wings that fast, I doubt I would walk around either. I'd be I'd be buzzing around town all the time. 500 miles a day, I guess, is how how far you'd be buzzing. Can I get can I get an amen? Hey, uh well, I'll pass on that one. Okay. It's a little bit. It's not. I don't. I don't quite meet the hype standards for one of those. But I appreciate the facts. But again, the idea of a fat hummingbird, I think, kind of fits in here too, because <laughs> his tiny, his or her tiny legs would be absolutely crushed if he tried to perch. So he would definitely have to have, like I said, a little helicopter that he flies, an RC heli- helicopter that he flies around, and he has the controls to. Yeah. Uh. You know, the more you're talking about it. Uh, you know, the the less I'm I'm in, you know, I just wanted to think about a fat hummingbird, and now now, now you, you know it's, it's too yeah, it's too political for me. Yeah, it's too political. I wouldn't for say me. any p- politics were involved in that discussion, but I will go. Hey, ahead. how about I present the next fact? All right, you've been hogging all the facts. Maybe I want to present the next fact. Okay, do you have an interesting hummingbird fact? 
Yep, you sent me this hummingbird fact that I can read to the audience. Do it. Hummingbirds drink the nectar found in feed feeders by moving their tongue in and out about 13 times per second. They can consume up to double their body weight in a day, which is about how much you eat a day. Uh, talking to me directly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you're probably right. That's unreal. That 13 times per second, they they move their tongue in and out in order to get the What nectar. can you do 13 times per second? Nothing. I can't do anything. Hummingbirds are better than me, and I can admit that, okay? I'm man enough to admit that hummingbirds are better than I am. And it's interesting that it said that they can consume up to double their body weight in a day because uh, I guarantee you that they're burning off probably triple, right? I mean, the, the calorie the intake that they have. Uh, that would not make sense. Okay. I think that math doesn't make sense, but I, I understand feel like the a sentiment. hummingbird is number one, always hungry, and number two, uh, it's like it just drank five Red Bulls. It is consistently <laughs> just running around, or not running, of course, but buzzing around, like, I've got to find some nectar. Then it finds nectar, and then by the time it flies up to a branch and perches, it's like, okay, I lost my, all my energy. I need to go get more nectar. It's a constant battle between not enough nectar and then just the right amount. Can you agree with that? I I say that although I Oh, there's the switch. There's the switch. Okay, so we're moving on to TV dinners. Which brand is the best? I mean, we kind of talked a little I bit about it. I don't know any brands. Okay, do I don't, know any, don't brands. know any brands. I don't know any modern day brands. I don't eat TV dinners anymore, and I don't even think they're called TV dinners. Okay, well, I think TV dinners are a thing of the past. I think this that could have been a more historical. I was gonna say uh, mindset. I was gonna say that my favorite TV dinner, if we're talking about the modern TV dinner, is probably a banquet meal or maybe. Uh, the a hungry banquet man. meal yeah or maybe the hungry man meal i don't know Those what that are pretty is good it's just a brand of tv dinner all right that's what that's what we're talking about if i need to remind you uh that's what we're talking about so are you gonna carry this thought are you gonna carry the thought about brands because i don't know any brands i know lean cuisine well there's there's a ton of them dude because you've got like uh each store has probably their own version and then you've got uh like probably green giant meals you know they probably have some veggies that you can throw together there's a there's a ton of brands all right so let me go ahead and pull up a list of all the brands of tv dinners and i will read uh, through well oh <laughs> there we go okay so that was good timing because i didn't feel like that was going to be very interesting but now we are moving back <laughs> to hummingbirds the average number of eggs laid by female because hummingbirds, hummingbirds is far more interesting oh, I love hummingbird facts. I can't get enough of them. The average number of eggs laid by female hummingbirds is only two. How about that? These eggs have been found... Two per? Yes, per hummingbird. Per, per what? Female hummingbird. Per day? Per year? Per life? Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to, Isaac. These eggs have been found <laughs> in nests smaller than a half dollar, okay? So they have cute little nests that are like... A, it's like a little teacup. It's unbelievably cute. And they compare the eggs to the size of a jelly bean or a coffee bean. These eggs are, are super small. Um, some species, like the black-chinned hummingbird, okay? Uh, I know that's a little on the nose. But the black-chinned hummingbird, they make their <laughs> nest... say that. You can't bring attention to that. ...make their nest with plant down, spider silk, and other natural resources that can expand as their babies grow after hatching. So... They can expand, huh? Yes. Yeah, so we've talked about the ruby-throated hummingbird we've talked about the black chinned hummingbird what was the other one that we talked about a little quiz here 
You didn't mention any more than two. That's not true. We talked about the blue-throated hummingbird. Okay, remember, no, remember you didn't. whenever we talked about the the heartbeat resting and it going into a hibernation-like state. So you don't get to come back for five weeks now. Okay, that was the test. You didn't pass it. So I didn't hear that one, dude. Listen to this. If you thought that you had heard the cutest hummingbird fact of all time, guess what? You haven't, because a flock of hummingbirds. You're just brown nosing hummingbird. A flock of hummingbirds, groups. even though they usually don't travel in flocks, can be referred to as a bouquet. Oh my gosh. They can also be referred to as a glittering, a hover, a shimmer, or a tune. So which one of those. Glittering is a verb. Which one of those do you like more? Out of all those that a flock of hummingbirds can be referred to. Even though we did mention earlier that they don't usually travel in flocks. I think flock is a weird... I think flock is not a, a set... Flock indicates large, right? Big. Flock, big. You think big with flock. Sure. Hummingbirds, small. Waka even flocka. a large group of hummingbird. Waka flocka. Yes. You would think a flock would be big, but hummingbirds, I don't think that's... All those are too... Like, can I have any metal names for some hummingbird groups? Why Why a, oh, a shimmer or a glittering, you know? You think that... Why not, why not like, why not like a pestilence? Or, oh, I see. So you think that you the know? hummingbird flock names are too feminine? I just think that if every hummingbird flock was called Waka Flocka... Look at that, kids. A Waka Flocka of hummingbirds going by the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I really idea, like actually. I really like bouquet too. A bouquet of hummingbirds just flew by. Or I also like a tune of hummingbirds. I think if you said that in public, people would look at you like, "What did that guy just say that in in real well, life?" Well, and and here's the thing: I wouldn't say it often if I even did, because like we touched on earlier, they don't usually travel in flocks. Have you ever seen? I've never seen. Have I've you never ever seen, seen a walk a flock of hummingbirds? Have you ever seen two hummingbirds get along? I feel like they're always just pissed off at each other. I mean, and I'm serious about that. I've not seen them fight really. But but they're very it seems like territorial right so if they're on a feeder uh, and another hummingbird comes up they start hovering they're like hey get out of here mother you know and they flap their wings real fast it's just what i right it's just what i see you know it, it might not be like that for everyone but it's just what i see if, if that makes sense um but what, what do you think i mean I, I asked you and you didn't really answer the question what's your favorite out of the, my out favorite of the- out of that group. I don't like them. I'm not a f- out of those out of that list. I'm not a fan of any of those names. Oh, I want okay. So cool. hold on, hold on, hold on. So the the noise happened. We have to be obedient to the cartoon noise. I really like. I that just one. feel like this cartoon noise has cut me off. I think every time you've asked me a question, I don't agree with that. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about TV dinners. Here's the last. <laughs> here's the last fun fact for TV dinners. They aren't really called TV dinners anymore, right? So whenever oh, they, that's oh, crazy that I was talking about that here. for the entire oh, time. Oh gosh. Well, maybe if you read through the outline, you wouldn't have continued to repeat it throughout the episode. Let me just say that this back and forth, rapid fire, here and there and everywhere, I feel like is not anywhere as entertaining, all right, as the as the episode that I was in control where there was no script, okay? It's exhausting. That's what I, I mean, I'm tired. I feel like I've ran four or five miles uh, doing this. Episode. I bet the audience is is doing some mental some mental rehabilitation because they're not having trouble following. Maybe you. we can release a uh, supercut or an Isaac Bayer cut of the episode where we mash every part of the hummingbird stuff together, and then we keep all of the 
uh, TV dinner stuff at the end of the episode or not even include it at all, right? We might just even throw <laughs> it out, right? But let's go ahead and talk about they aren't really called TV dinners anymore. They were very popular whenever they came onto the scene, like we talked about. Everyone had to have a TV dinner to go with their TV. I feel like the tray, the dinner tray, was a really popular right. addition to the, to the uh, family home because that made it like, oh, I want to watch TV and eat my TV dinner, but I don't want to hold it. How am I going to change the channel if I have to hold my TV dinner? So then they said, well, you're in luck. Go down to the hardware store and buy yourself a TV dinner tray. Only $15.99. And they probably did like, and buy buy one in the next five hours, which there weren't really infomercials back then. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, um, I'm just going to kind of go along with it for the sake of the continuity. The TV brought with it. You know, on a five-year delay, the TV dinner you know what? and the TV Let me trip. stop you right there. What's that? I don't know what you're saying to me, and the only thing that I want to know is what are they called now? Uh, I Like I said, just probably a, a, a frozen meal, a single meal, a light meal, something like that. A frozen meal probably would be the best way to describe it. I feel like TV dinner was a lot more interesting you know to i guess talk about and maybe say like oh hey jim what did you have for dinner and he's like oh i had a tv dinner it sounds better than oh i had a lean cuisine you know i feel like I, I, no no man wants to go to his other man friends and admit he ate a lean cuisine no. on a wednesday night watching his figure all right and, and you shouldn't be ashamed of that okay okay so i think this is the last alarm that we have set here okay so let's go back to hummingbirds there are over 330 species of hummingbirds in North and South America. Oh, you're a hummingbird fan? Name every species. Yes, I feel like that is something... If someone were able to do that, it would be incredibly impressive. I can't do that, but I can tell you three black-chinned, blue-throated, and ruby-throated, which I feel like the most commonly seen is the ruby-throated. Do you know why it's called the ruby-throated hummingbird? I can I can uh, infer that its throat is a bit of a ruby color. There you go. Very good. Uh, so you used your context clues very well there, and I, you were yep, able to put I that did. together. Uh, I really I really think that they're because often they have beautiful coloring, right? And whenever we were talking about what you can refer to as a flock, right? There was a like a glittering of hummingbirds, or right, a walk or a of shimmer, flocka. a, a walk of flock of hummingbirds, or a shimmer of hummingbirds. Uh, they do often look. Uh, kind of like a glossy. They look like maybe they're uh, shining whenever they fly by. They kind of reflect the light. And it's a, It's just, a, I, I'm telling you, it's the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable to think that this little bird can support itself and flap his wings as fast as he can. It's kind of like the bee of the bird world. It is. the science does support it. Now, before we As go, to a bee. before we go, because I think this is it. I don't think we're going to have any more alarms. Um, how fast do you think a hummingbird can fly? Uh, I mean, it flies at least a mile an hour, maybe even two. But I'm talking top speed. Top speed? I mean, minimum five miles an hour. At minimum, right? Okay, yeah. So I'm not asking I mean, for the gotta minimum. It's got to be more than five. The maximum apparent speed of a hummingbird is whenever they're diving, right? So maybe they're up in the air and they and they kind of tuck their terminal wings velocity. and they're diving. They can get up to 50, they can hit 50 miles an hour. Would you ever fly 50 miles an hour uh, knowing that your legs can't even bend to walk or hop? No, not a chance. 
but hummingbirds that's another that's another reason to just admire them is because they have they have the gonads petition to change the name of hummingbird groups to waka flocka and second petition to name uh, all hummingbirds evil knievel Yes, so I think we can get a lot of signatures. We will be sending that petition out sometime after this episode airs, so be looking for that to add your signature to it. We want to, uh, like like Isaac just said, we want to name all, rename all hummingbird species. So there's not going to be 330 species. There will just be one, and they will they will be called any evil hummingbird canibles. that dives at 50 miles an hour. Yes, and then what was the the first thing that you said? Because I, I said the evil uh, walk of flockas. Yes, and then the a, walk of flockas, and then a yeah. flock of hummingbirds should be called a walk of flocka of hummingbirds. I think that that's really good. So Isaac, any? I know this was a crazy episode. It probably felt like a sprint, right? Any closing remarks I'm on tired. either? I'm tired. I'm out of breath. Any, any closing remarks on either hummingbirds or TV dinners? I will close this episode by remarking that next poll, there needs to be a little bit of a better choice and a little bit more decisiveness. In picking the topic. Okay. So you always get a jab in at some point during the episode. I appreciate that. That's going to do it for this episode of All You Need to Know. Isaac, thanks for stepping in for DJ. Uh, always my pleasure. Yeah. I, I think we had a good time. I know there was a lot of hummingbird facts, and I feel like it's hard to not have a good time whenever those are present. So my name is Quinn Eaton. I am Isaac Bear. And that's All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered. I go hard in the...